Welcome. You're listening to the How to Make a Life podcast. If your life isn't going as planned and you have no idea what to do next, this is the right podcast for you. I'm licensed clinical social worker and life coach Cheryl Wolverton, and I help women answer the question, how do I do this when life disrupts their plans? Join me as I share suggestions, tips, and knowledge I've gained in helping my clients not only face and cope, but thrive in all areas of well-being in their lives. Let's discover how to make and create the beautiful and healthy life you deserve. Hello and welcome back, beautiful people. Welcome to lucky episode 13 of the How to Make a Life podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl, and I'm just going to jump right in today and share with you that I'm really excited to be talking about today's episode topic. And I suppose that there are not many people who will go around saying that about the subject of change. It is likely that you chose to hit play on this episode because you're like everyone else in the world right now and dealing with change over the past five months. From a life transition point, I am currently working with many clients who are dealing with the significant change of becoming an empty nester with their only child or their youngest child going off to college. They're having some career changes and they may even be contemplating relationship changes such as a divorce. I also realize that every one of us is dealing with change on a daily basis in regards to whether you work from home or not, the continuous regulations and changes and precautions in regards to going out to eat or gatherings, and simply how we do everything in our life. So I really do feel that this topic is relevant to each and every one of us. Now, I have said this before, but I've never met anyone who makes the statement that they love change. But I will tell you that from a personal and professional perspective, I've learned to embrace change. Now, that, of course, doesn't mean there are times that I don't want to stay the same. But at the same time, I've learned to live my life and help my clients cope and often thrive to changes. These can be changes that they created, such as a divorce or a job change, Or they could be unwanted changes, such as a pandemic, a job loss, or a death. I truly hope that today's episode can provide some guidance in navigating whatever changes you're experiencing in your life. So first, I want to point out that something I feel is so significant regarding change. The simple concept of change means that regardless of whatever moment we're in, the most painful and darkest or the greatest top-of-the-world feeling that that moment will not last forever. I suppose it's the cliche statement of the only constant in life is change. There are many things in our lives that change on a regular basis that we likely do not even think about. And the truth is, over the last five months, you and I have been dealing with daily doses of changes. And guess what, people? We're still here. What's important for each of us to realize is that by learning to embrace change, rather than resisting it, We're able to grow and transition, and although the discomfort is there, the pain is not as difficult. In regards to coping and embracing change, there are two perspectives that we can look at. Change is either voluntary and something that you and I initiate, such as changing a diet, breaking a habit such as drinking too much, or even getting married and having a baby. 
On the other hand, change can be involuntary and forced upon us by other factors such as losing your job, health issues, death of a loved one, or a natural disaster. Regardless of the type of change, most of my clients state to me that change is scary. As one shared with me recently in regards to establishing a new healthier habit, there's simply comfort in the discomfort of what I know. You and I are creatures of comfort even if what we are doing is not the best for us. Change can be especially scary when it's forced upon you suddenly. A sudden change doesn't give you the time to, quote, think it out, but rather plants you in the middle of a situation. But I often want to point out that sometimes being forced to change is truly the best thing that can happen to any of us. Now, it can be easy to feel you do not have a choice in regards to living with change. But I want to point out to you that you have two options. And yes, it's okay to never like our options, but we need to realize that we always have them. Change can either be resisted or embraced. If the change is something you know you need to do, recognize that the only way it will happen is if something is done differently. I say this in regards to examples such as being in a job where one is unhappy or a marriage where one needs to end in divorce, but they just simply won't take those steps. If you're in a job where you're unhappy, action needs to occur somewhere by you or another force. So many people stay at jobs waiting for something to change, but they never initiate anything. The same thing can be said about an unhappy marriage. If both parties are not willing to work and do something differently, then it's going to continue as it is. When a change occurs involuntarily, people often resist in the way of depression and longing for what once was and refusing to acknowledge what is different. I have seen this in regards to clients who are grieving and they struggle with accepting that their loved one is gone or an individual who's diagnosed with health concerns and they refuse to make those changes that have been recommended by their physician. I also want to go ahead and point out that I am not passing by the need to grieve when there is a change. In fact, regardless of whether the change is voluntary or involuntary, positive or negative, there's always going to be a loss and thus grief. Something that I think many are surprised by when they grieve someone from a death is that they have grieved many things in life, but it wasn't called as such. It wasn't called grief. So I want you to remember that a change means that we are losing and leaving something that we are likely going to miss, even if the change is positive. So examples I include here are having children go off to college. And as I said, I have so many parents right now uh, dealing with that. Parents do see that this is a positive event, but at the same time, they grieve so many things, such as the change in energy in the house. Their baby no longer needs them. And also, there's that loss of, who am I if I am not that mom every day in the way in which I was? So they sometimes are grieving a role loss and the loss of their identity. Now, another example is I've worked with new moms who have absolutely adored and they love their babies, but at the same time, they miss some of those freedoms that they once had and that life isn't quite as simple as it once was 
for example, you don't just get to hop in a car and run to the grocery store. That involves like a multi-tiered system uh, to get you and the baby there. And even right now during COVID, it may be finding someone to watch your baby while you escape the house. Now, I do plan on talking more about grief in a future episode. Um, So for those of you who, if this is your first episode with me, know that I am a trained grief counselor and I spent the majority of my career doing uh, grief and loss work, which has kind of led me in regards to helping people develop new lives and how to make a new life. So just know that I do plan on doing a little bit more information in regards to grief, but I wanted you guys to know I don't expect you just to accept change in your life and move on. In fact, the first step of transitioning and embracing change is to feel the emotions. Now, when there's a change, absolutely nothing is normal, or there may be some things. In fact, the first step of transitioning and embracing change is to feel the emotions. When there's a change, nothing really feels normal. There may be frustration, perhaps anger in regards to wanting the old routines, wanting your loved ones, and wanting your job. It is so important just to acknowledge that these emotions are normal. Uh, The struggle comes here too is that when we don't allow ourselves just to know, hey, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, it's okay. If you're initiating a change in your life, it is never easy. You need to be very purposeful in what you're doing, planning, and consciously aware of your behaviors. Now, if that change is forced upon you, you may find yourself longing for what was, struggling with any acceptance of where you're at, and you just want to go back to normal. Now, if you're initiating a change in your life, it is certainly never easy. You have to be very purposeful about what you are doing and how you are changing things. There's typically planning that is involved. And daily, you have to consciously be aware of your behaviors and what you are doing in regards to the change. Now, an important fact about change, working through change is likely going to be uncomfortable and messy for you. I like to say that life has to be turned upside down before we can reorganize anything. And change typically always creates some type of mess. When making the decision to work with change... And after allowing yourself to feel all of these emotions, which will likely continue and make appearances at many different times, I want you to take a minute and look at what you have and where you're at. After acknowledging a loss for my clients, I then asked them, tell me what you have left. So many times when we're dealing with change, we focus upon what we no longer have, rather what's still with us. Consider what you have and begin to explore if you already have the resources to adjust and to cope. At many times, you may already have. It may just mean you need to change your focus. So many of us have grieved traditional rituals over the past five months, such as graduations and other celebrations. But let's take a few minutes to think about how these have been acknowledged in very non-traditional ways. Another example may be reaching out to a friend or family member for the support that someone once gave you. This often happens after a death. Now, at other times, you may discover you do not have the resources to deal with the change, and you have to seek a coach or a counselor, join a support group, or take a class. I'm sure off the top of your head that many of you can think of people who have resisted any type of change, and obviously, even those who seem to always be changing something. 
what many of us do not want to hear is we need to take some form of action in regards to working, embracing, and coping with change. Now, that can be hard when it's forced upon us. However, in time, we need to begin taking action and moving with where we're at. Action gives us a feeling of control rather than feeling overwhelmed. I like to say this becomes where you and I are taking part in life rather than life simply happening to us. It is so normal to miss what you once had, even if that change is positive. And this is something that I feel so many of us are surprised by. Now, the emotions may be just a thought of I miss having a short commute to truly aching for what once was. We are creatures of habit, and we love the calmness of a routine. But I also want to point out that many times you and I create the so-called thought of calm routines that are unhealthy for us. Now, that could perhaps be always ending your day with a glass or more of wine or having dessert before you go to bed every night. And change, something we choose to do, such as having that glass of wine or the loss of a partner, loves to play with routine. So here's a review of some ways to embrace and cope with change. Recognize that the outcome you and I have with change begins with mindset. If you are resistant and you don't want to change and you feel that it will not take you anywhere positive, it will not. I have had several individuals who have doubted that they could make changes in their life. I always share with them that if they think they can't change, they won't. And needless to say that throughout my career, these are typically the people who don't stay with me very long because they just can't see themselves changing or anything getting better. When it comes to change, you can choose to resist it. Hold on to your emotions and continue to grieve for the way things were and refuse how things are. Or you can accept that change has occurred and take action in creating new habits and routines. I want you to know that change can create many beautiful things, even in the greatest moments of loss and pain. Acknowledge your feelings and work through them in a healthy way. Also recognize that the transition through change takes time and it varies for each of us. Stop and recognize what control you have in regards to this change. At the core of our discomfort is our lack of control over whatever is happening in our life. This is where I encourage you to look at even the smallest thing that you can control. Now, this has ranged from what clothes some of my clients have chosen to wear on a daily basis, to what they eat, to which direction they drive. You and I feel out of control. We're overwhelmed. And bringing it back to something very basic will begin to help. The next step is giving yourself time to begin to adapt and cope. And this is where I want you to remember there is never a one-size-fits-all in coping. This is what makes so many of us stumble as we look at our friend and we think, she's doing this better than me. No, she's just doing it differently. Also remember that change is fluid. And as we move through it, what once worked may need to be adjusted. Be kind to yourself and practice self-care. The change process always lasts longer than any of us wants it to. This is where I remind you to be kind to yourself and listen to your emotional and physical needs. And finally, I want to encourage you to reach out for support if that is something you need. You may need the support of a coach because you're wanting to make a change in your life and aren't sure how to do it, 
Or you may need someone to help you navigate a change that you certainly didn't ask for. And before I end today, I also want to add, I know that there are many changes in life that people really don't have a lot of struggles with. For instance, the last home that my husband and I moved into, it just felt like a love immediately. So there really was very little change that we had a hard time adjusting to. I've had other people talk about it just felt right when the baby came. And so there really weren't the struggles that they'd heard other people say. So I do feel that it's important today that I go ahead and acknowledge, even though I'm talking about embracing and coping with change, recognizing that some changes don't come with a lot of stressors. It's just a change, and it feels right. I hope that today's episode has been helpful for providing you a few thoughts and suggestions in both embracing and coping with change. I encourage you to begin looking at change as an opportunity rather than an ending. The mindset in which we choose to look at it directs our ultimate outcome. I hope that today's episode has been helpful for providing you a few thoughts and suggestions in both embracing and in coping with change. I encourage you to begin looking at change as an opportunity rather than an ending. The mindset in which we choose to look at it directs our ultimate outcome. As a brief reminder, as a coach, I specialize in helping women cope and thrive with all the changes that life can throw at you. I have space for new one-on-one coaching clients opening up this month, and I would love the opportunity to work with you. You can find my contact information in the show notes, or you can contact me via social media or my website at howtomakealife.com. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen. And until next time, my friends, be well, stay healthy, and don't be afraid to write your own how-to manual. If you love this episode, I would be honored if you subscribe, leave a short review, and share this episode with your friends. Continue the conversation with me on Facebook at How to Make a Life Health and Life Coaching and on Instagram at How to Make a Life. If you're interested in receiving my newsletter, working with me as a client, or hiring me as a speaker, visit my website at howtomakealife.com. Remember, life doesn't come with instructions. You get to write your own.